Welcome back, everybody, to What's Up Grimes. I'm MK, and I am here with the abominable, beautiful, amazing Jen. I love it. Hi, MK. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. It's good. We recorded yesterday. We're recording today with Amy, which is awesome. It's a good week. It's a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Amy Saturn is here with us today, the dark pop princess herself. Amy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, again, thanks for having me. I'm just a singer, songwriter, actress, podcaster, Twitch streamer, all around creative based out of LA. And I'm just, that's kind of my whole identity. (laughs) Just creating. Yeah, at this point, we totally relate. You're just a creator at a certain point, just putting out content. When did you get started as, as a singer? We'll start there. Uh, I've been singing since, well, childhood really, but I started really taking my music career seriously when I was 14 under a completely different name. I feel like I've had a bunch of past lives because I think probably every year or so I have changed names and tried a new something, you know, with my music, but um, I've been doing it since I was 14 and it's been a long time now. I, you know, could never quite leave it. So I've been doing this for a while and I started on YouTube. <laughs> hmm you started singing at 13. Did you, were you doing solely covers or were you writing your own music at that time? I had been writing songs beforehand, but nothing like released. I, um, at the time I was not like savvy with music tech or anything like that. So I would just like write lyrics to songs that were already done. So like almost parodying songs without parodying it. (laughs) After that though, I kind of started getting into it and I was doing covers of just bands and people that I liked and that kind of started to blow up um, in a few specific communities because I I was a scene kid I will admit it so <laughs> I hit that scene pretty hard and I had a pretty decent little fan base going but being that young it got to be too much so I kind of took a hiatus and um, since then I've just been working on me solely like my own music and then I did release a record at 15 14 and it wasn't that great and I'll admit that um, but it was art, so it's subjective. Maybe somebody out there liked it, but... You gotta start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so back to the hiatus you took when you were younger. You did talk a little bit about that in the, the Lore of Saturn episode yeah. on your podcast. Let me... Can I say your podcast name right? Saturnalia? Yeah, yeah Is that correct? Saturnalia. Yeah, <laughs> everybody check it out. It's great. So you talk <laughs> about this hiatus, and you took a step back a lot because there were grown-ups bullying just people not so nice can you tell us a little bit about that experience uh yeah well I was sort of in this fandom I guess of a specific band that is now sort of defunct they got themselves in a lot of trouble well mainly the lead singer got himself into a lot of trouble as far as I've heard I haven't really kept up but just you know whispers on the street I got really involved with them and they you know were kind of like my whole life they they were my favorite kind of music I love them and I ended up being friendly with them um and they kind of helped like propel a lot of my music career because they had inspired me so much to just start singing publicly um but that kind of went awry when things started coming out about this band and I was starting to kind of falter on the line of right and wrong and where I should stand on it because I was so young I didn't want to lose them as friends but I also didn't want to support something that was really not 
good. So I decided that I was just going to drop out and fall off the face of the earth for a year. And I did. <laughs> I actually was like living in Utah for a year for that. And I just did the nature thing. And yeah, I just didn't want to deal with it. Um, it was getting really aggressive. And for being, like I said, for being so young, like adults coming at me like sideways about it was not, not, not a good thing. And I thankfully had a good support system at home. My mom was really supportive and was like, just do what you need to do. Like, don't, don't be in all that mess. So I took the hiatus. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, that's definitely not a phase of life that a teenager needs to have adults coming at them for choices that they're just making as a kid. Yeah. So I'm glad you managed to get out of that. Artists that inspire you, obviously we've seen your Instagram page. MK and I were just talking about how beautiful it looks. And you mentioned Grimes a lot. So oh, yeah. obviously Grimes inspires you. Who else would you put like at the top of your list? Amy Winehouse. And it might be completely out of range for my aesthetic, but she actually is what pulled me out of my hiatus and back into singing because the hiatus was originally sort of like, maybe I should just stop. But I was listening to Back to Black and I was just singing with it. And I was like, I can't, I just can't stop. So Amy Winehouse has definitely been a huge influence in my music career just throughout all the years. Even if the music doesn't really match up, she as an artist herself has always been like huge for me. Mm-hmm. She was huge. very inspirational and... Yeah. You know, her, her whole aesthetic and voice was really epic at oh. the time. We, yeah. I miss it, honestly. Me too. I'm yeah. so sad. Sometimes I'm like, I wonder what she would have been putting out like this year, you know. And she was always so vulnerable with her own story. I know that you have said that you're still mastering your producer hat. What producers <laughs> have inspired you since we're on the same inspirational topic? Um, Well, Grimes, of course, you know, I really admire her. She got me into even just starting to try to produce on my own on a more serious level. I bought a MIDI keyboard because of her. Like, um, I don't even really play piano. So it's like, I I just, Grimes is like my ultimate. I love Rez. I just really admire anybody that can make music like from scratch and do the whole thing by themselves because that is so much harder than people give people credit for. Yeah. I think especially as a female too, a female producer, that's something that really matters to Grimes. Yeah, absolutely. Back to Grimes, what inspired you to start covering her songs? I love her so much. Like I kind of found her, I'm newer to the fandom of Grimes. I actually almost saw her with Lana Del Rey forever ago, but I ended up not being able to make the tour date. And so like regretted forever, but I just love her music. I found her in like 2020, maybe the end of 2019. She was my whole quarantine soundtrack. <laughs> I could not put <laughs> her down. Another one! <laughs> yeah, I could not put her down. I actually found her through Elon. Um, I'd heard of her before, obviously, but like when I heard that they were together, I was like, okay, like I want to check her out. I had already heard her music and I liked it, but I really like <laughs> heavily got into her um so I just love the music like I love her style I love the like etherealism like surreal kind of feeling that she that she provides it's not just like um a sound like sonically yeah but it's a feeling it's a mood like you Mm -hmm. can listen to it and like so heavy I fell from Miss A is like you are transported somewhere else in Mm -hmm. my head I love a song that creates an atmosphere and doesn't just run through a formula of what a song should be and I really think that Grimes like every time (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're definitely inspired by that because slow burn, that's a vibe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, she actually, um, Edge of the World too, had a lot of influences from her. And I wanted the the bridge in that song to kind of capture like 
Before the Fever is one of my favorites by her. And mm-hmm. I love how it kind of goes in and out of like sound, get muffles and it, like the reverberation and everything. So I was like, for my bridge for that, I really wanted to try to capture something like same feeling. And I hopefully did that. Um, so if anything, I came pretty close. <laughs> I want to back you up a minute. You said you knew her through Elon, which is ironic because that's how MK and I found out about her was really through Elon. And we just released our Elon Musk episode today, actually, because he's so relevant currently. Talk to us about your involvement with how you know Elon with SpaceX, all that good stuff. Big fan. Um, Huge fan. I actually, through Joe Rogan, um, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I think he's great. And he was just an episode and that I was just listening to as background noise. Like I'm a gamer. I was playing like video games. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, And people had been telling me like, you should listen to this guy. Like he's pretty, you know, (laughs) pretty innovative and interesting to say the least. So I was like, oh yeah, sure. I'll give him a listen. I had heard of him before from like just celebrity gossip and whatever, but I'd never really like delved into his sort of like atmosphere. So I just put it on and I was listening to him. And at first I was like, he's like literally our alien overlord over here. Like this guy is so smart. Like I couldn't believe it. But then I listened to him again because I really just, I think he had a second episode and I really just wanted Mm -hmm. to like listen. And I was getting my lashes done. So, you know, you're laying there with nothing else going on. It was COVID times. I couldn't talk to her. So I had the Joe Rogan podcast, another episode with him on there. And I was listening to him and I was like, this guy is so smart. He just has all the answers and there's nothing he can't do, you know? So I was like super taken by that right away. And that kind of progressed into like, wow, he's amazing. And I have followed him since and I like love him. I think everything he does is very intentional and for the good of humanity. Honestly, he's Master Chief from Halo. He's just trying to protect us. (laughs) Yeah. Totally agree, because I know that he's so divisive and controversial right now, and I absolutely agree with you and MK and I were talking about while recording it. You can't deny that we wouldn't have reusable rockets right now or cars like Tesla if it weren't for Elon Musk. So regardless of what you think about him, he's very innovative and very good at what he does. You mentioned a minute ago, you know, I'm a gamer. Tell us a little bit about that. I know that's a huge part of your life. Yeah, um, it's become really big lately. I've always been a gamer. My first consoles were like, GameCube and PlayStation, like Game Boys and all that. It's just always kind of been embedded in me. Uh, But recently I decided to just start like twitching. I'm always playing games, so I figured why not, you know? Um, I love connecting with people and I feel like that's a really good way to do that. I just love playing video games. (laughs) Like I played from The Sims to like now my main thing is Halo and everything in between. So it's like, I just, I love it. Um, and I stream on Twitch and that's, I'm still pretty new at that, but hopefully we can build that a little more. <laughs> You've been doing it for about a year now, right? Yeah, I twitched a couple times in the past year, but then recently I started getting on like a schedule and or a better schedule, I should say, cause life happens. But um, yeah, I've been trying to be more consistent about it. and. It's been, it's been pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So you said your big game is Halo and you recently went to the Halo championship. Can you tell us I a little did. bit about that? Oh my gosh. It was like crazy. Like for me, I get really like psycho obsessive over things, you know? So like I got into Halo again because of the show. I'd always played it. It was like one of the first like first person shooters I'd experienced outside of like the really basic Medal of Honor games and stuff like that. 
I used to play it with my friends all the time, grew up playing it, fell in love with it. Uh, Infinite came out and I was playing that. And then I found out literally a month before it was in town, I am between LA and Washington, um, before it was in Seattle, I found out like a month before that. And I was like, oh my God, I really need to go to this. Like, it'd be super cool. Like, so I got tickets and I went and it was the most fun I have had in a very long time. And I was like having so much fun that afterwards I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to have this much fun again. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of scared, but I got to meet the voices of Chief and Cortana and the composer actually for Halo 1 through 3, which was really Mm -hmm. like random and interesting. And uh, it was really cool because, you know, he's obviously into music. (laughs) So it was nice to kind of like chat a little bit and and meet them and sort of like just childhood heroes that have been with me my whole life to hear them like talking to you is such a weird, (laughs) weird, but in like cool thing. Yeah, it's crazy. With all of your interests between gaming and music and you have your podcast, which we'll talk about here in a minute, how do you divide up your day? What does your normal day look like right now? It's a mess, honestly. (laughs) Um, Right now for the holidays, I've been taking kind of a break. Um, I I needed it. I started getting like a cold and I felt just kind of worn down as you do. I'm sure you guys know it's really hard to keep up social media and all of your interests, plus your hobbies, plus like work and things. And it's music for me is work. So I have to do it all the time. And I have to a lot specific, you know, time for it or else I'm just not going to get to it. My average day is just like I wake up pretty late (laughs) because I go to bed really late. So I'll wake up and I just like get into the zone. I'll start working on whatever music I have. I'm usually working on like five covers and like I'm working on a self-produced EP right now as well. Plus fixing things from like other features and stuff. So I'll like work on that for a while till I get tired. And then I'll just either like start. I also just write stuff randomly. I have a degree in creative writing. So sometimes just like get the juices flowing. Like I'll write like poetry or like a short story or something. And then like whatever needs my attention, (laughs) I try my best to divide it. But I'm awful with organization and like time management. Just I'm so bad with it but I try my best things get done maybe a little later but they get done yeah they still get done one of the things that MK and I were so impressed with is because we totally understand what you're saying that doing a podcast being a creator takes so much out of you on top of our normal day jobs is that you're doing this podcast by yourself you're doing all of your projects really (laughs) by yourself unless there's a team we don't know about are you mostly working by yourself I am by myself everything I do is on my own I've known people, of course, kind of like trust fund, like they have teams mm-hmm. with them. They grew up in it. It's whatever. Like I did not have that luxury. Um, my come up story is a little like hopefully rags to riches at some point. But like everything I do, like it, it's just about being resourceful for me. I do it myself because if I don't, uh, it either gets done wrong or it doesn't get done at all. Mm-hmm. I'm really picky about my art and anybody I've worked with could probably tell you that. Um, but I just have an idea and a vision of what I want and what I have essentially created for myself. And I do everything by myself. My social media is my own. Videos I record are my own. Music. I do work with uh, two producers on the music that I have posted, unless I've stated otherwise for like covers. Most of them are my own. I released a demo not too long ago that I did from the like, ground up that was my own, but everything is pretty much my own. And before I started working with my producers, I was doing my music by myself too, which was exhausting. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you just mentioned that it's a rags to riches story. At least that's what you're aiming for. At the risk of it sounding a little bit like therapy, can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about what it was like in your childhood? It started out good. I'll I'll say that. My dad was in the military, so we were okay. Um, my dad was a Marine, and he was a, I don't know if this means anything, but maybe somebody listening was a sergeant major when he retired. So he was an E-9, and it's pretty high up there. And then he worked for Homeland Security. So for a while, I was doing well you know, it, like financially and just with life. Um, but when my parents broke up, my whole life kind of like went topsy-turvy um, because my dad was working. My mom was a stay-at-home mom to take care of me. And it was like, you know, my whole life kind of got uprooted. So from then we just kind of had to essentially start life from scratch. It was kind of an ugly divorce and uh, it took a toll on us. Me and my mom were like, we're tight. So we just kind of stuck through it. and. Being an indie artist is hard, especially when you have no money. And it's frustrating when you look at like people that were born into it and got to keep it um, and use that into their advantage. But I always feel like if you have a dream, no matter what, you know, money, not pursue it, do all the things. And one of them might stick, one of them might not, but at least you're not going to go to your grave like thinking, what if I didn't, you know, what if I did, what if I didn't? My childhood was nice up until a point and then I kind of got stuffed into a situation, but I've made it work. <laughs> you talked on your podcast about this a little bit. You were living in a Motel 6 in Van Nuys with your mom. She seems very supportive. Yeah, she really is. She always believed in me. Um, I was acting before I was singing. So she always knew that I was just like, that was my thing. Like creative entertainment was always just kind of like embedded in me. And um, my parents are from LA, so they like it wasn't too big of a deal for her, but you know, finances weren't that great. Um, and we decided to go anyway because I was pursuing music. So she was like, well, we'll make it work. And yeah, it was rough. Um, it was really rough. And Van Nuys, the area that I was in, is was not a good area and it was really scary a lot, but we kind of eventually pulled through, found an apartment and got out of there. But um, yeah, it was it was a tough time. Um, she's really supportive. She's my rock. You know, she's always been there for me no matter what. And I appreciate her so much for that because I know a lot of people don't have that kind of support at home. So it's so important to have somewhat of a village when you're an up and coming artist, right? Whether it's your mom yeah. or your friends, just supportive people that you can trust. Now, going back a little bit, you did mention you're doing you're working on a self-produced EP. Can you, can you tell <laughs> yeah. us a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, it's been in production for a while, but um, it's sort of like my learning process. But I figured why not put it out at the end, you know. Um, I, as you know, very heavily influenced by Grimes and just like the ethereal, the otherworldly. I really wanted to get into this space thing because I kind of found that, despite my name, I kind of found that a little bit later uh, in my career. I did not start out with the space aesthetic. Um, so I just sort of wanted to kind of dive into that and just create um you know it's different when you're working with producers that also like have their input and I, I appreciate it don't get me wrong I love it my music like I've never been more proud of anything I've done um but sometimes you just want to like experiment and and have like your own completely like your own thing on a track so I'm doing that and uh, I actually have a few songs for it already and one of them has been done forever but I just kind of keep tweaking and fixing and moving and redoing stuff and but it's called Ad Astra so I'm hoping that one will be the first one out but we'll see when that happens. 
What is it about the space aesthetic that you relate to that you felt was so inspiring as an artist? I have always been into space and just like the vastness of like what is out there. Um, I always have romanticized it too. You know, it's it's gorgeous when you go outside and like especially when you're in like the middle of nature and all you can see is just like stars for miles. Like you just get to thinking like wow, you know, what what's out there like it's very striking to me and always has been. I used to sit on the roof with my friend and we would just like watch the stars and talk about life all night and that kind of is where it started. Um, as far as my artistry, like I had the name Amy Saturn because I mean, that's obviously not my name, but um, I chose that because Saturn is like my favorite planet. And it's also the harshest if you're into astrology. It's the harshest planet and it teaches you all the lessons. Um, it's mean, but it's pretty, you know? So um, I, I sort of wanted to play on that. And because I already loved space, um, because I already liked the idea of just like, creating an atmosphere like I wanted to create things and I really tried to dive into that with edge of the world um that sounded spacey you know and the aesthetic that looked spacey and actually edge of the world was sort of my uh, segue into that and I really like just I really love it like you know and then getting into space travel and Elon Musk more I started to appreciate it a hell of a lot more you know because I hadn't heard so much of SpaceX as much as I'd heard of NASA so when I started sort of comparing and just getting into it and following it, like I've followed so many of the launches and stuff like that between everybody. Um, I just wanted to incorporate it. Like I love, that's part of art to me. And I mean, I'm sure everybody is just incorporating the things that you love and interest you. And I couldn't see myself not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't know all that SpaceX was doing until I started looking more into Elon Musk. I didn't realize that they were building reusable rockets. How do you yeah, not know me that? <laughs> it's okay. Me either. <laughs> I thought he was just building space shuttles just like NASA for some reason. And then I remember watching yeah. one of the demo videos at his presentation and I saw Starship demonstration. Yeah. Uh, like landing. And then from space and I thought that was yeah. like so fascinating yeah and not blowing up but to boot it's like yeah. wow like that's crazy um yeah I'd actually like I play games and I was like playing the sims once and like there's an astronaut career and it's space y and I'd never made the connection and then when I got into Elon I was like I see oh. what they did there <laughs> I love that. I'm going to transition yeah. a little bit to your podcast. You have a great podcast voice. What prompted <laughs> you to start your own podcast? Tell us a little bit about that. Connection. Um, the joke with me is that I'm a digital pop star. Like I feel like I'm just a lot of the time I felt like I was just pictures on a screen and some music like in some headphones. Um, I'm way more than that. And I feel like I just wanted to connect with people more and kind of be like, hey, I'm a human for all intents and purposes um so you know i i just wanted to kind of be like yeah i'm not just like pictures and just some music like people authenticity is so rare and such a valued thing especially in these days and i really felt like having a podcast would kind of give people the opportunity to get to know me as a person because I do feel like if you just looked at my Instagram and like my socials, I don't really give a lot away. Mm -hmm. That came from my first run with internet fame because I would get bullied so much for being who I am. And, you know, it just scared me to put anything 
out after that about myself. So it became this like thing in my head. And then of course in the industry, it's just everyone's like, you can't say this, you can't do that. You got to be this, you have to be that. And then one day I just said, forget it. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to just be myself. And if I annoy people, if I'm weird, if I'm a nerd, whatever, like I, I don't care. Like I love space. I play video games. And I obsess over men twice my age, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that segues great to Grimes. Um, Right. (laughs) So not only are you a fan of hers, but it seems like you identify a lot with the bullying and the overwhelming nature it, it is to be a public figure. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you're mitigating it? Thankfully, in this run, I haven't experienced a lot of it. I don't know if that's because people are just more afraid of getting canceled for being mean to people or if it's just people are nicer or maybe I just haven't found those people yet. But um, this time around, it's been a lot easier. There has been instances, but usually like I just learned and to me, it was like growth because I used to when I was younger, I wanted to like clap back at everybody all the time. Whenever they'd say something mean, I'd have to reply. It was like, no, because of this. After a while, it just became sort of like they're going to think what they're going to think. I'm not going to change their opinion about me no matter what I say or do. And I'm not going to change who I am to appease them. That's just sort of how I've been navigating it. And thankfully now it's it's so easy to just I like to look at the good things people tell me when I see something not so good. So it just reminds me, like, for every, like, 100 people that love you, there's going to be, like, 100 that don't, but focus on the ones that do. So that's how I've been kind of getting around that. (laughs) Yeah, and you recently took a break. So I'm sure that, you know, taking little mini breaks also can help and recharge your batteries, too. Yeah, absolutely. I I needed it so bad. (laughs) I feel like I've just been, like, going, going, going. And it's like a Twitch stream where I got to record the podcast, which I've regrettably let get behind a little bit but I'm coming back to that there's just so much that like you have to keep up with as I'm sure you guys know it's just tough you know and then social media you have to be on it or you're not relevant allegedly so it's like it's hard yeah we were talking today that if it weren't for us being a team and doing it as a team because we split the work pretty much 50 50 with who does what I don't think in fact I know I would not do this myself (laughs) after like three episodes I'd be like well that was fun yeah, it's, it's tough, <laughs> especially when you're like talking to yourself the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could do books on tape and voice acting work. I don't know if you've ever explored that. I know you, you, you've you done some acting and love that. That was your first love before singing, I think you yeah. said on your podcast. So, I, I mean, yeah. I think maybe a video game voice. Would that be uh, I am a dream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am actually uh, voicing myself in a video game that will be out, I believe, next year. Yeah, I haven't posted too much about it. I am allowed to say this, though, so it's okay. Um, yeah, that's actually happening. Voice acting, I love it. I love voice acting. I love acting. Like you said, it was my first love. So it's definitely fun to get back into that realm after so long because I have not really been as into it as I have once I started music. But um, yeah, I'm actually going to be in a video game, which is pretty cool. Um, But I would love to just do that. Um, Meeting Jen Taylor, the voice of Cortana, was sort of like my ultimate. I almost cried. I just think that that's I I just think it's it's the best, you know, and I love stepping into other people's shoes for a while and being like a big bad in a video game or something or just something as iconic as like Cortana would be like amazing. Yeah. What is your ultimate goal with all of this? If you had to choose the perfect life based on everything that you've done, what would you want your life to look like in, you know, five years? 
I had always had big goals and aspirations and it kind of gotten in the way of my life a little bit like personally because people I don't think can really understand or handle that very well if they're not in the same mind frame. Uh, I always wanted to just go as far as I could, you know, I wanted to play arenas and be an act, a regular like Lady Gaga, you know, be in, in movies and TV and play arenas and tour and just have the whole the whole shebang there. That was always my goal and it's still my goal. As I do everything, I'm just one of these things is gonna <laughs> like help at some point. But yeah, that was, I just love art and creating and, and connecting with people who can relate to like you on a deeper level. And you know, that's what I, I found in Grimes when I started listening to her. So I didn't think that there was people out there that were doing like music like her or really diving into the space, like ethereal kind of like cyberpunk aesthetic the way that she was and that really was like really striking and I was like wow like I love I love this girl <laughs> like she's amazing so yeah and speaking of the aesthetic when we look at your pictures of your modeling on your Instagram very ethereal very space-like I love the metallic colors tell us a little bit about how you developed your fashion sense that's literally just like <laughs> it's all me um nobody dresses me nobody does my makeup nobody does my hair i do all of that um my photographer helps me find locations she's amazing but other than that like it's all me i just it just comes from me i wish i could tell you like and have this like big story of like what it is but i've just always been kind of weird so i you know have i get these like ideas in my head and it comes as they package and at that point I just have to make it happen uh, one way or another and I'm either getting stuff off of Etsy or like random stores that I find on Instagram wherever I can find the pieces like thrifting that's just what it is I usually just have this like idea that pops into my head first and my style is always like even though I'm kind of always in like a t-shirt and sweats at home <laughs> I, when I do decide to get dressed up it's pretty spacey <laughs> I did want to ask you, who bestowed the Dark Pop Princess moniker? <laughs> oh, God. I think it I think it started with my producer. And then somebody, it was an interview that I did that they just put it in the title. And I was like, oh, that works. Like, that's kind of cool. So I decided to just kind of, like, keep that and roll with it. It fits. Like, my music is Dark Pop. Um I, it always reminds me of like the whole Britney and Christina thing, like the pop princess, like back in like the 90s, early 2000s. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does absolutely match your aesthetic and who you are, what you've created yourself to be. Beyond the video game, and you mentioned a new EP coming out, what else can we expect from you in the next year, year and a half? Oh, man, just a lot of music because I still have music with my like producers that needs to come out. And I was hoping to release a regular like polished EP with all the songs that I've released plus the ones that haven't been out yet um, I'm hoping that happens this year um, it should happen this year it's pretty much done so there's that uh, the game of course I'm always doing something so we'll see like what's coming down the pike I started getting into cosplay too so that's that's been fun uh, I'm hoping to do a lot more of that too because I'm just a big nerd and I love it so <laughs> yeah your Cortana was awesome oh, thank you <laughs> Yeah, so other than that, though, it's just music right now, and I'm hoping to get more into acting as well, so you never know. <laughs> if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do so? Um, Social media. I'm, like, all over the place. Instagram is, like, my main hub, but, like, if you want to, like, actually send me, like, words, <laughs> Twitter is probably better for that, or, like, just even to hit me up and be like, hey, like, 
can you email me or whatever like that's like where I'm more like reading rather than getting bombarded with comments so Fantastic. also email yeah <laughs> if you guys want to contact Amy now you know how we'll leave her socials obviously tagged into this podcast episode like we do with all of the others Amy, we really appreciate you taking time out of your Pop Princess day to <laughs> stop in and talk to us a little bit about your art. We'll be following you. I think your stuff is great. Thank you so much. And no problem anytime. Awesome. All right, Thank guys, you. stay tuned to What's Up Grimes for more podcasts and episodes coming your way. Bye. <laughs>